Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. Festivus Friday and the airing of the grievances coming your way right after 5 o'clock this afternoon. A couple of quick stories and then we'll get to our main topic for the 3 o'clock hour. Uh, People who have more interrupted sleep in their 30s and 40s are twice as likely to have memory and thinking problems in their 50s. Yes, apparently I do not get enough sleep. Check. In the early 2000s, the researchers tracked the quality of sleep for hundreds of people during two overnight visits about a year apart, capturing a total of six nights of sleep per person. Sleep quality was assessed using a wrist activity monitor, blah, 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 they go through it. Uh, anyway, if, if you don't get enough sleep in your 30s and 40s, or you're interrupted in your sleep in your 30s and 40s, you have memory and thinking problems in your 50s. Pretty sure most of us in our 30s were all dealing with interrupted sleep because we Kids. had children. Yeah. That's everybody. Just about. Well, the dementia numbers are not low. Yeah. A uh, story here from Fox 4. Imagine the sticker shock as you open your water bill and it's nearly $3,800. It happened to one woman the week of Christmas when she saw her Kansas City water bill. But the city says it's legit and that her bill had been underestimated for nearly two years. How is that my problem? Fox 4 learned the way the city billed her went against Kansas City Water's own billing practice. Thursday, yesterday, is the due date. And her bill was, or maybe it's this coming Thursday. Yeah, I beg a your week pardon, after Christmas. The, sto- the story aired this morning. Thursday was is the due date, and her bill is still nearly $2,000. Rachel Gilpatrick's water could be shut off if she does not pay the remaining $2,000. All right. We have heard this happening before with payroll, where your company will say, whoops, we've accidentally been paying you, I don't know, $5 too much every week for 10 years. You now owe us ten grand, whatever that is. We've also heard this with other utilities, Scott. Uh, water, I think electric has been a big one, where you just don't realize that there's been a spike, and then they come after the customer for the money. There has to be a more efficient way to do this. And if this was your mistake that I had no idea was happening, they should not be allowed to demand payment in a lump sum because the mistake didn't happen in a lump sum. Now, even if it did, they do not care. Hey, hang on I, for I've a heard that, especially with water. I, I'm having some problems with this story, if I may. And, and I'm not calling BS on her story. I believe her, right? But hear me out. The city said, or Kansas City Water said, that her bill had been underestimated since April of 2022 due to a maintenance issue with her meter. Okay? Again, not my problem, but go ahead. Uh, that's fine. And, and they did release a statement. We understand that managing unexpected bills can be worrisome. We want to assure consumers, Whatever. blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Now, granted, I live mostly alone. 
but not exclusively. And my water bill every month, and this includes a, even in the summer when I'm watering my yard on a regular basis, my water is probably about 130 bucks a month, between 130 and 150. Would you say that's fair for you? I think ours is higher, but around there. Okay. If if she owed $3,800 in misappropriated uh, charges, yeah. okay, that means that her bill was lowered. Two, $2? Is that what you're trying Basically, to say? Basically, what, what, what Kansas City Water is arguing then is that she didn't pay $158 a month that she otherwise would have. That is a water bill. Or she uses a remarkably large amount of water every month. It just leaves the sink running all day. No, 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 no. Because we've all known someone who accidentally left the hose on and didn't realize it for whatever reason until a couple days later. Uh, right. In fact, it happened to Chris once. Uh, and I think that bill was around two grand and no one was paying attention. Wow. And in that scenario... I've often argued there should be a way to let you know that, hey, by the way, oddly, your usage has just gone from an average of this many gallons per day to a billion gallons per day. You might want to check on that. They, I, I think can, there's got to be a way to do that. Can they monitor that remotely? Oh, oh, or, yeah. or is that something that somebody has to come Even to the house you, and look at the meter? If you look on your electric bill right now, it will say, congratulations, you used right. six kilowatts less this month. And They, they I, look but, at but, all that. But they tell me that when they bill me at the end of the month, what I'm saying is, at Casey Water, for example, or Johnson County Water right. District Number One, or whatever, if if I left my Hose sprinkler on, on yeah. overnight, would the meter be ticking at their office, and they could monitor it, and it might send off an alarm? They should one hundred percent have the technology to do that when it is an anomaly of a spike that clearly shows something is out of the norm and going on. Ever- or you just get an email. Evergy sends me a usage email every single week. Now, granted, that would be a week at a time, and so if there were some major issue, I wouldn't know that day. Right. So, but, so but, clearly they can remotely monitor oh, your yes. electric yes. use. Oh, but yeah. my but, point with that is I could at least see under that scenario where they say, look, it's not our fault that you left the hose on. Mm-hmm. Water usage is what it is. You used it. Whether you used it or not, it was on. That's not on us. I can understand that. That is different than our meter failed. We had an equipment issue that you weren't aware of. How could you be? They have to eat this. This is not agree with on, you on that. the customer I, if it is a mistake on the water department. I, I agree with you. Having said that, older homes, I still think they have to go and check the meters. When I lived in Roland Park, there was an electric meter on the side of my house. And once a month, there would be some gal that would walk all the way up and down Knoll Checking everybody's meter. I mean, I, I would There's be not a better way to do that in this day. I would be I would be sitting there in my in my living room, and I would see a woman walk across my front yard. Next thing I would see her on the side of my house, looking at my electric meter. And those meters, for whatever reason, despite the fact that you don't technically own them, are your responsibility. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight five eight six seven seven nine eight. Uh, we're going to do Festivus Friday coming up in the 5 o'clock hour of the program, the airing of the grievances. That guy over there is Sam Stevie. She is Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. Uh, we are getting a firsthand look at the road conditions here in Kansas City today and how slick they can be especially if you're not careful. 
uh, right outside our window here at the radio station on the, that would be the entrance ramp onto Metcalf from Shawnee Mission Parkway, northbound Metcalf. Uh, two cars just slid off the uh, the ramp. Uh, there was a collision as well. Oh, did they hit each other? It appears the Ford struck the Volkswagen, but we're looking right. at it. Oh, from I a just distance, saw an ambulance so. pull up too. And a fire I hope truck. everybody's all right. Hmm. And four mission police officers. Send them all. In- <laughs> Stealing my joke. <laughs> I had to steal your joke, man. That was funny. <laughs> In this weather, I walk like Frankenstein. And I drive like a 95-year-old woman because I, I don't want to fall down and break both wrists. That'd be bad. And I don't want to get into a wreck. Always remember, for snow especially, give yourself like 10 seconds before the car in front of you instead of the two that we're all supposed to do. Like, I want the car in front of me way far ahead of me. So if they slam on their brakes, I'm not eating their bumper. 913-586-7798. We are talking about this uh, story from Fox 4 where a woman in Kansas City, right after Christmas, received her water bill. It was $3,800. She cried. Most of us would. But the water department says this was not a mistake. They say, sorry, but your bill has been underestimated for the last two years because we did some maintenance on the meters. And yours didn't take. She still owes $2,000. Mm. Dana and I, uh, rarely of the same mind, are of the same mind on this one. That's your fault, Water Department. I'm not paying you $3,800. Now, when a bank incorrectly deposits $10,000 into your account where it doesn't belong, I certainly understand that it is not legal for you to keep that money on their mistake. Correct. We've seen that happen before, where the woman goes out and goes, damn, I'm going to Best Buy with that. And then, you know, the <laughs> yeah. police come knocking and go, uh, no, that is not your money. We need that back. Right. This is different. But where is the system of checks and balances here? Because we have legislation in place to avoid monopolies, to avoid this sort not of situation. Not with, not with utilities. It's, right. It would you be can't almost run a, four sets of water lines right. side by side. Yeah, that, that would be impossible. So you either pay the 3800 bucks or... Sorry, no more water until you pay this off. Well, the way that they the way that they get around the monopoly argument, Sam, that you mentioned, is that they are government they are quasi government in the sense that for like Evergy, for example, mm-hmm. okay, although they're a private company, publicly traded, I believe, but private company nonetheless, if they want to raise your rates because they are a monopoly, and to your point about, you know, you can't run four water lines underneath the street. You also can't run four electrical cable lines under the street. Yeah, either. it's unreasonable. You know, yeah, it's it, everybody's yard would be constantly under construction. But because it is a quasi-government agency. And, and let me just probably, finish my point. The, the government has to approve yes, your rate increases because you're a monopoly. Which they always do. Yes. But because they are a government agency, they also have vast resources at their disposal to figure out things much more quickly than in a two-year time frame that they are undercharging you. I don't believe that there's not a system to figure it out, and if they couldn't get it figured out, that's on them. It's not on her. And and I would say if you wanted to charge her for one month of your failure to recognize your own mistake, okay, fine. But month two through 23 is on you. That's right. That's exactly right. We're going to charge you for the underestimate in April of 2022, but from May of 2022 to now, 
That was on us. We should have noticed it, and we didn't. But 95% of people can't handle a $500 payment, let alone a $3,800 payment. Is she just out water until she can pay up? Maybe. Grab the jugs and head to the park, I Maybe. guess. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Jenny in Leavenworth. Hi, Jenny. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. Thank you for asking. So we have rural water. We're out in the country, Leavenworth County. We have smart meters on our water line. Mm -hmm. So we can get a text or an email when they, when we have suspected use of leave it a hose on, or we have a water leak and our house sits back a thousand feet from where our water meter is. So we have had leaks almost every year. And that thing has helped us because it lets us know, oh, you got a water leak. Then right. we got to figure out where our water leak is. But at least you can shut down the water source until then. Yes. And then what we've done is we put shutoff valves every so often wherever we find a leak. So then we know how to isolate it when it happens again. Hmm. Because we don't know the exact location of our water line from the road to back to our house. It's yeah. been a few years. Jenny. So there is such a thing. Jenny, appreciate the call. Thank you for it, and have a wonderful All right, weekend. Thank you. Be safe. Be well. You too. Bye. Okay. Bye. Uh, Bill in Greenwood. Hello, Bill. How are we doing? We're doing well. Thank you for asking. Good. Good. No, I was just calling and listening. Uh, we just we put a pool in a couple years ago and started filling it, and uh, shortly after that, we got a call from the uh, water district here in Greenwood, wanting to know if everything was all right and. Uh, <laughs> See if we was having any issues because I noticed <laughs> that there was an increase. Did they ever come out and install some new equipment to, to, no. so that they could monitor no. your water usage remotely? No, no, they didn't. No, they sure didn't. They just uh, they took our word. I told them, I said, "Well, no, we're filling the pool." And they said, "Okay, well, we just noticed that there was a large increase in your water usage." And uh, you're like, "Yep." To see if you were, <laughs> we're about issues. to dive right into it, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, Bill. You take care, buddy. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Uh, Steven in Olathe. Looks like you're going to get the last word. Hello. Hey, thanks for taking my call. So, you know, if if she was taking uh, taking her bills, and they were like $10 a month bills, and she knew that they were supposed to be much higher, that's on her. If she was just enjoying a majorly discounted bill, then that's on her. And on the other hand, at like one of the wineries, we had a new accountant come in, and she was just paying bills. She was just writing them checks, writing the checks, writing the checks. And on one of the properties, she was writing checks for like ten times the amount per month, and she just wasn't even saying nothing. And she didn't, she didn't know. She had no clue. And you know, we had to go back there and found that there was a huge leak. Thank you, Stephen. From the text line, somebody writes in. Great point. Was she not, and this kind of follows up on what, what Stephen was just saying, was she not paying any water bill? That's $158 a month that her bill would have been reduced. So it would have been, what, 25 30 bucks. She would have known. Also great point from the text line. It took two years for them to find the problem. It I should know. be a two-year repayment program. Why are we, th that's what oh, I okay. said at the beginning. Why are we blaming her for their mistake? I'm still not okay with it. And is she required to call them 
and say, hey, I think you're undercharging me. If I went to a restaurant and Danny, you and I had dinner and I had a burger and some fries and it was a $25 tab. Yeah. And we walk out and we're looking at the and we're driving home and we're looking at the bill and you're like, dang, Scott, they only charge you a dollar fifty for your burger and fries. Is it my job to go back to the restaurant and say you clearly undercharged me? No. They don't have an obligation to send you a bill either, and you don't have an obligation to pay it. Ethically, I should probably turn around, go back to the restaurant and say, hey, you know, I know the burger was and fries were twelve fifty. You only charged me a buck fifty. I'd like to make it make good on that. Ethically, I should do that. I'm not required. The restaurant doesn't have the right to send me a bill tomorrow and say, hey, we undercharge you 11 bucks on that burger. We expect our check tomorrow. That's on you. It would be the same thing if a grocery store accidentally did their barcoding wrong. And when you go to, for the year, when you go to buy milk, instead of $4 a gallon, it's two. And, and you've got a bunch of other groceries, so you're not looking at it. At the end of that year, can you imagine if the grocery store called all of its customers and said, oh, my gosh, you all owe us $156 because our records show through your, you know, shopping card that we were undercharging you this entire year for milk. Name another industry that's going to do that. And I just don't think outside of banking or your payroll or or the federal government with taxes or taxes, they're going to claw that back. 913-586. 7798-586-7798. It is Friday. Every Friday is a Festivus Friday here on Dana and Parks. The airing of the grievances comes your way right after the 5 o'clock news on KMBZ. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Story here from the New York Post. You might want to think twice when using a nickname for travel bookings. One couple found this out the hard way when they were forced to cough up about $3,000 at an airport in Australia due to using a shorter first name instead of a full name on the ticket. Once I was checking a bag and the guy by the counter, he sees my ticket says Nathan, the license says Nathaniel, and he was like, this is not good. He goes, these names don't match. And I was like, but they match, right? Like, you can see the leap that we took to get from one to the other. And he's like, but they're not the same. I was like, but they're the same. And I'm realizing he cannot find out people call me Nate at that point. I mean, he can't handle that. He's going to call the police over to be like, there's a guy with three names trying to fly right here. You guys want to just shoot him from over there or something? So I was like, what do you want me to do? And he goes, you should go home. That's all I got. He's like... I said, look, I'll give you that those names don't match. But what I think is going to help a ton is the picture on the ID. (laughs) Something that I've always loved that they did. And I think with 70% of that name matching and 100% face, it's 170%. I think I'll get through it. All right, that's Nate Bargatze. Uh, Last summer, Phil and Kate 
had planned to fly from Brisbane to Melbourne with Virgin Airlines and eventually on to London. The couple said they scored a deal through a third-party website and were thrilled with just paying $1,600 for their getaway. However, Phil had booked Kate's ticket using her shortened name, not her legal name, which is Catherine, which is the name on her passport. Shouldn't Phil have known that? Well, probably. Uh, He says it was an administrative error. I think I married Kate in church and not Catherine. When they arrived at the airport, Virgin was unable to help and informed them they would need to contact Student Universe, where they had purchased the ticket, to have her name changed on the booking in order to board the plane. Rather than paying a fee to alter her ticket, the couple was forced to cancel her ticket and book a new flight under the name Catherine which cost another $3,147. It's happened to me. Wow. Because of Sam and not Samuel? My ID is Samuel, and I have had Sam on a ticket. I've even had them make me add Oliver, which is my middle name, to my ticket. And I had to pay the fee, otherwise I wasn't getting on the plane. Okay, but what was your fee? I don't remember what oh it was. Oh, my gosh. Why? I, they wouldn't let me on the plane because my ID says Samuel Oliver Stevie, if anybody wants to go steal my identity. And my ticket only said Sam Stevie or Samuel Stevie. So this happened to one of my daughters in London. When they went over the summer, they wanted to take a really small plane just quick to go from one of those towns to another town. I don't remember which town. Mm -hmm. And I got a text, but it was more of an LOL because her buddy had booked the flight. And then we all Venmoed the buddy for the flight information that he used her common name and not her full name. And she said, oh my, with both girls, by the way, two girls were flying. Let's one of her friends was Isabella, but goes by Izzy. He booked a flight under Izzy. I'm like, oh my gosh, come on. But, but, a 20-year-old's going to make that mistake. They're 18. Yeah. They're 18, 19 at the time. So that I understand. I don't understand Phil who did that with his wife, who clearly has the first name Catherine. They let the kids fly. I mean- they had their student IDs. They had other stuff. They had, you know, and again, it's not a leap to understand that Izzy is short for Isabella, but I think they maybe let it go because they were 19. But here, here's what I don't understand. If my name is William Parks, yeah, but I go by Bill. And it's not to, your legal name. But, but to Nate Bargatze's point, he goes by Nate Bargatze, even though his real name is Nathaniel. Yeah. But if, if it's a legitimate... Uh, nickname for that right. common name: Bob for Robert, Bill for William, Nate for Nathaniel, but- Nathan for Nathaniel. And then a little later, he goes, "Don't tell him my friends call me <laughs> Nate. Nate. They'll yeah. shoot me." <laughs> <laughs> so he's so he's funny. so funny. But but my point is, now if I went by if my real name is since we're all giving out full names on the show today, my full name is Scott Mayo Parks. Okay, if I went by Mayo Parks. And not Scott, because, you know, some people go yeah, by, their by their middle, middle name. name. They don't like their first name or, you know, they often get confused with their dad or whatever. Um, they might take on a middle name as their name. If if my ticket was booked as Mayo Parks and I present passport that says Scott Mayo Parks, I could maybe understand. With the ID and with the passport photo... I don't know, but then you're asking the TSA to make a judgment call in a day and age that they would be fired and or skewered if a mistake was made. And you're like, why would you let her get on a plane? But William Richardson approaches the gate as Bill Richardson. Well, 
uh, Sam is literally the first half of Samuel. It's not like Nate where it's an E instead of What I don't understand in their case is why the fine was so expensive because you have to book whole new tickets or something? There was no fine. She had to, they canceled canceled her ticket and she had to buy a new one under under her legal name. And that was 3,100 bucks. Oh my God. Because they were going from Australia to London. Yeah. Use your real name, people. And yes, text line, my initials are SOS. It was a cry for help. I love that your initials are SOS. That's only one of a million reasons, by the way, that I have my friends book my flights. I never book my flights. You never book your own flights? Mm -mm. Why? Two of my best friends have all of my information and my rewards. They just always book them for me. You also don't go by a nickname, though. Dana's not short for anything. You would be stunned the number of mistakes... I have made while trying to navigate. Would I? You would be. Let us peel this onion. Stunned. What are you talking? I've about? always told you this. I'm not allowed to book my own flights. Well, I, I knew that there there was a flight a couple of years ago. Self ban. I believe Carrie took, just said enough. Right. And took over. I didn't know that you never book your own flight. Never. Amy and Carrie always book my flights. Period. <laughs> okay. Like when I went down to Biloxi to see my parents. And th- neither one of them went with you. I texted Amy, love you, love you, love you. Could you please book me a flight? I once laid over overnight, and the ticket was so expensive, I didn't understand, or pardon me, so cheap, I didn't understand why it was not expensive. And it was because it was like a 9 p.m. to 10 a.m. I once laid us over from Kansas City to Chicago in Minneapolis. I just, I don't know what it is about me and those websites. We do not get along. My brain does not follow along. They're not that hard. No, I don't like it, you know, so I just don't do it. You know what you should do? I'm not giving you advice. Uh, I'll just give you my experience. If it's an international flight. Oh, hell, I'd go nowhere near it. I I, I use a travel agent. and I, I don't sure. I don't go to Expedia.com no. or Travelocity or no. any of that stuff. And there's nothing wrong with those websites. I've used them in the past, and, and it's always worked out just fine. But if I'm booking international travel, oh yeah, where I'm out of the country, maybe don't even speak the language. You want someone else in charge I, that you can call if something happens. And I, oh, I, I book with, uh, it's AAA over here on Shawnee Mission Parkway. They're fantastic. Yeah, and even on some domestic trips, I've I've gone through because a travel then you agent. have somebody to call, right? And, and they're 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 going to say what you know. It, it, Expedia doesn't say, is Scott your official birth certificate legal name? Right. Where they will. Right. The travel agent would say, why are you in Minneapolis when you're trying to fly to Chicago? I I know someone. That happened to you. Oh, yeah. I know someone who had to book a last-minute flight, and they couldn't figure out why it was so cheap, and it was because it was for the same day two months later. See? They went to the airport with their ticket. I tried to go through security and TSA was like, what are you doing? There are a hundred different ways you can screw up that transaction before you hit book. I won't do it. Somebody says, will you please teach Scott how to pronounce Brisbane? I believe it is actually pronounced Brisbane. Brisbane? Brisbane, Australia, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry, I'm not up on my Australian I don't even know that I could have told you that's where But, that but it looks like Brisbane, and so, and Paris is pronounced Paris in English, and Paris, Paris? in French. Paris? So I pronounce it in the American English, <laughs> not the Australian okay. English. Okay. Know where you are. Briz, so you could spell it B-R-E-Z, Briz. 
Resbun. So that's a schwa sound. Resbun. Stress on the first syllable. Who was that? Read me the phone book. God, yes, please. <laughs> Whoa, I'm sitting feel, down I'm in feeling there. Feeling very drowsy. Hello. I'm like, more about Brisbane. I want a nap. <laughs> that guy could read me anything he wants. I'll fall asleep. Okay, all right now. <laughs> Quick break. 913-586-7798. Where does Taylor Swift dine when Taylor Swift comes to Kansas City? Anywhere she wants, all right now. Find out in just a second here on Dana and Parks. Saw her last Sunday at the Chiefs game. Taylor Swift. Uh, Megan Geraltz did not know that Taylor Swift would be dining at her Leewood restaurant last weekend until the pop star walked right through the front door. She and her husband, Colby, had known that a group affiliated with the Kansas City Chiefs was coming to their high-end Midwest comfort food spot, Rye KC. Uh, someone that the couple normally deals with, the... Uh, Geralt's own rye. Uh, someone that the couple normally deals with from the Chiefs called to reserve the restaurant's private back room for 7 o'clock Saturday night. Says, Ms. Geralt's, we've entertained different levels of the Chiefs and they've always been great. But then the group arrived at the Mission Farms restaurant at 105th and Mission Road. Within a group of eight or so wives and girlfriends, there was Brittany Mahomes and some woman that Geralt said she didn't recognize. And then Swift, Taylor Swift. Here's the deal about that back room. I have been to Rye on many occasions. <laughs> I have been there within the last month with Dave Helling, my husband, John Holt, uh, my former executive producer and news director, Sam Zeff, and our very own Amy Anderson. And here's what I will tell you about Rye. It's a great local spot, okay? Mm -hmm. But to get to that back room, <laughs> you have to walk in through the front door and go about, since we're talking about football, 100 yards straight ahead, past the bar, past the window and the patio on the right, past all of the tables, then to the back room. There's no back door in? There is no back dooring in Taylor Swift at Rye, which is hilarious because I'm sure if you were just like, that place is packed on a Saturday. I'm sure people were like, what? Oh, 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 it's happening, people. <laughs> this is not a drill. It's happening. <laughs> Helen just posted our group shot from there a couple weeks ago and said, yeah, Rye's accustomed to famous customers walking in here. Okay. <laughs> that is hilarious. Apparently it was a ladies' night. Good. Want to know what she ordered? She deserves a ladies' night. I don't know. Their whole menu is good. She, had the, she had the goat cheese appetizer. Why huh? are we tracking what she ordered? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, goat cheese appetizer. Uh, I don't know how it's pronounced, but I'm going to try. Uh, Torchio pasta. A French blonde for her drink. Of course. Mm. Mm, so good. It's a good place to go. I'm telling you. Yeah, I, I've never. I've heard a lot of good things about it. I've never been. I'll check it out. Uh, a loss in Hollywood today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> David Soul, who was best known for his role in the popular 1970s television series Starsky and Hutch, has died at the age of 80. He was Hutch. Uh, Owen Wilson played him in the movie remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, David Soule, beloved husband, father, grandfather, and brother, died yesterday after a valiant battle for life in the loving company of his family, his wife wrote. He shared many extraordinary gifts in the world as an actor, a singer, a storyteller, creative artist, and dear friend. 
and his smile, his laughter, and passion for life will be remembered by the many whose lives he touched. Okay, did you also see that an actor by the name of Christian Oliver, he was 51 years old, both of his young daughters, ages 10 and 12, were killed in a horrible, horrifying plane crash into the ocean. And you might not recognize the name, but you would know his face. Um, He was in, like, Babysitter's Club, Speed Racer, is it Valkyrie? Valkyrie? Uh, the, the, you talk yes. about the Tom Cruise was, movie? Was killed Valkyrie. in a plane that crashed into the Caribbean yesterday. It says, moments after taking off, the aircraft experienced difficulties and plummeted into the ocean. Absolutely mm. terrible. And all three passengers on board died. It was Christian and his two daughters, as well as the pilot, a man by the name of Robert Sachs, who owned the plane. So at first when I read this, it just said three, and I thought, oh, my God, was Christian piloting the plane? No. There was a pilot who also perished, Hmm. Christian the actor and his two little girls. Just terrible. That's sad. That is sad. Uh, List is out of the world's most punctual airlines for last year. Oh. The airlines that are going to get you to the gate right on time. Uh, The most on-time airline in Asia is Japan's all-Nippon Airways. In North America... It is Delta. I was going to guess Delta. It is Delta. Okay. Uh, In Europe, it is Iberia Express. And the most punctual airline in the Middle East and Africa was Oman Air. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the way, American Airlines was very close to Delta. Okay. And they far outpaced all the other airlines in the country. Where is a spirit? I I, I don't know. (laughs) Do you have to pay extra to find out? Uh, the best airport in the world for punctuality. The mm-hmm. best airport in the world for punctuality. Uh, is it one of ours? It is a United States airport, yes. Is it Atlanta? It is not. It is Minneapolis-St. Paul. Wow. Uh, the most punctual medium-sized airport was Osaka in Japan. Hmm. And the winner for the smallest airport punctuality is somewhere in Ecuador. I've never heard. No, Spirit will get you there quickly. It'll just be the wrong city. <laughs> Oh, you're spiriting away. It's a surprise destination. Start praying. (laughs) Uh, Let's see what else we got over here. Oh, yeah, this is a crazy story out of Houston. It was New Year's Eve, and Sabina Barajas was dressed up, ready to celebrate with her family in North Houston. Just minutes after taking a video of her daughter singing karaoke, her head started pounding. Uh, I hear my brother telling people to turn the music off. Something happened, and I'm like, what's going on? I'm a little lost, and everybody's saying, what happened? And this is one of the daughters who was doing the karaoke. And I see my mom like this, and then she motions toward her head. And my mom says, something hit me, something hit me. She had been shot in the head. What? Yes. Paramedics arrived, and at first they thought she had been hit by a fireworks fragment until they did a CT scan. And they found a bullet in her head. It is still lodged in her head. Wow. Uh, detectives are still trying to collect evidence. They what have city no- was this This in? was in uh, north of Houston, just north Houston, it says. And she's going to be okay? Well, she's alive. My God. 
Uh, seven people were arrested in Houston, though, for shooting guns into the air on New Year's Night. Oh, is that what they're going to say this is? I bet it is. Yeah, they, they, they don't think that she was the target. I saw this the other day on Twitter or Facebook, pardon me. Someone was screaming about the shots that were fired New Year's Eve here. And the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department um, Facebook page replied that they took 61 calls involving celebratory gunfire in Kansas City proper. That is remarkable, though, that the bullet just lodged into her skull, falling at terminal velocity. My that bullet was flying. God. Yeah, for sure. You know, I was I went and got my hair cut the other night, and uh, the lady who cuts my hair, Jessica, she lives just north of County Line Road, right over by the old radio station um, off Belinder, just past County Line Road in KCK. And we were talking about, you know, what would you do for New Year's Eve and blah, blah, blah. And, of course, you know, I'm 52 years old. I didn't do anything but go to bed. Um, she said, yeah, my, my boyfriend and I were going to go out. But they, when they walked outside, there were so many gunshots yeah. being fired into the air. They just went back into the house. Okay, I'm telling you right now, it should be automatic 10-year prison sentence if you're caught doing it. 10 years. No parole. Two suspects were picked up by police in the Houston case, by the way. And they think they know who did it but they don't have a bullet to send for ballistic testing because the bullet is still stuck in her head. Uh, by the way, the Missouri State Legislature is considering Blair's law once again this mm-hmm. year. Uh, we are now 13 years since she was killed that, by that, a straight bullet on July 4th. Unbelievable. There is no excuse. They should be embarrassed, and yet we're legislating the official cheese of the state of Missouri. Well, that's important. They have yeah, time to do that, but we can't world. get Blair's law passed. They should be ashamed. News with Dan Weinbaum coming up in two minutes here on KMBZ. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 